here I was, I was a veteran, I wanted to do business with a veteran, I had to spend money and I wanted to spend it with a veteran, but yet I couldn't find him. And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, indeed, I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. One of my favorite topics is uh, is veterpreneurs. Veterans, military veterans, U.S. military veterans who have chosen to go into business for themselves because it combines two of my favorite groups of people, which are veterans and entrepreneurs. And I wasn't even aware that such an expression as veteranpreneur uh, existed until, I guess it was summer of 2014, when I was approached by someone who was putting together an event targeting veterans that was called Semper Startup. And I was very fortunate to be able to have served as director of communications for that event and did some MCing that day. And there were a number of veterans startups that were presenting there who actually went through sort of a version of the Shark Tank where they had to make their pitch in very short order to a lineup of experts who were uh, who were investors and advisors to startups. And one of those people is today's guest, Rick Yost, who's CEO of Veterans List. And I just want to point out that uh, I, I never served myself, but I grew up in a, in a military family, and both of my parents served in the military. And in fact, I was born in a military hospital, and uh, uh, my mother, in fact, was a veterpreneur back before being a veterpreneur was cool. So this is something that's very close to my heart, and I'm very pleased to bring Rick Yost to Radio Free Enterprise. Welcome, Rick. Hey, thanks, Frank, for having me. I want to start out with some market data, Rick. I think uh, a lot of people probably like me don't realize what a large number of people are involved in this area of veterinarism. How many veterans in total are there in the United States right now? And how many of them have chosen to go into business for themselves? Uh, thanks, Frank. Um, you're really speaking to my demographic. And uh, so the latest data I've seen is that there are about 22 million veterans in, in the United States. Uh, and then you could extend that to the military families that surround them, and then it's well past 40 million. Um, you know, how many have created businesses? There was a study done in 2007 where they said there was about 2.5 million veteran-owned businesses. Uh, current estimates put that number at somewhere between 2.5 million and 5 million in, mm. the, in the United States. So roughly somewhere around 125 to 25% of those veterans have chosen to go into business for themselves. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, that's. I would have to say that that is certainly higher than the average of the entire population. So uh, that's a very interesting point that we'll come back to as far as the alignment between uh, veterans and, and business owners. Now, I just in rough terms will describe Veterans List as being a, an online directory uh, or search engine for veteran-owned businesses. And certainly you'll have every opportunity to explain in better detail what it is. 
But I'm curious, surely everyone, every United States citizen wants to support veterans in every way they can. I mean, I I volunteer uh, with the American Legion. I volunteer with the EOD uh, Warrior Foundation. Perhaps not everybody uh, is that supportive of the veterans uh, uh, people. But I would think that everybody would want to do what they could to support veteran-owned businesses. Why did you feel that there was a need for something like Veterans List? Well, I was really feeling, uh, you know, you know, a, my own pain point. I needed to solve that. I needed a plumber. And being a veteran myself, I knew there were some veteran plumbers. Uh, this was when I lived in Washington, D.C. And uh, I, I'd even seen the vans driving around town that said service disabled veteran owned business right on the side. Well, you know, in, in using Google and some other resources, I was unable to find a plumber that was veteran owned. I just, hmm. it, it was, I couldn't find it. And I ended up having to go with one of the big firms in town. But here I was, I was a veteran. I wanted to do business with a veteran. I had to spend money and I wanted to spend it with a veteran, and, but yet I couldn't find him. And I, and I said to myself, you know, that, there's got to be a way to fix that. And, and my, my business partner, uh, Will Amos, uh, former Marine, I guess they're always a Marine, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, no such thing, right? As a <laughs> yeah, former he, Marine. He, he had some work done at his house, and he had a similar, similar kind of event happen, and, and so he had thrown up a Kickstarter. Uh, I saw that, uh, reached out to him. Uh, we ended up being business partners uh, to try to solve that problem. Um, now, that's what we tried in the beginning, and, and as a business, you know, how do you monetize something like that? And, and we struggled with that without you know, trying not to be spammy or, or you know, with some of the other lists out there uh, that just didn't feel right to us in a community mm -hmm. of veterans. And so we, we really have come down to this. As Veterans List, you know, we are here to help those businesses grow and succeed, and we do that in four ways. One is first solve my problem, the directory where you know, clients who want to do business with a veteran can find them. And uh, that can be very difficult sometimes, and hopefully we're helping to solve that problem. And then we go on to the next thing is um, small businesses don't have any negotiating power with uh, vendors. And so they have to buy things to run their business. And so what I've done is I go out and use the list as a negotiating tool with these big vendors, high quality vendors, and I negotiate a, a deep discount for veteran owned businesses. Oh, and that's so, great. Yeah, it ends up being a win-win-win situation. So the vendor's getting a new client. Uh, the veteran is actually saving some money uh, and it, actually putting money back in their pocket for something they have to buy anyway to run their business. And then Veterans List, we monetize that way, but we get a small piece of that transaction so we can continue to do this. Um, the third way is I'm in contact with large corporations and particularly their supply diversity um, departments. And so I try to make love connections with them. They, they have mm -hmm. needs and I try to connect them with two or three veteran owned businesses who can bid on that work. And so, uh, you know, that's another way I'm getting vet veteran owned businesses more work. And then lastly is I just speak with veteran and veteran entrepreneurs every day. And I just do a ton of consulting with them, either pointing them to resources where they can get the information they need, giving them advice or just listening for, for that matter. Boy, I bet that's a big benefit to people, having a, a friendly ear that they can uh, speak to and maybe get some feedback and advice. I've, I've, yeah, it's run the gamut. I've heard everything from, you know, I, I, you know money issues with their business and to uh, I've got an idea and I don't know if it'll, it'll you know, pass muster. And I just try to, to listen and, and give them advice where I can and, and a lot of times point them to the free resources that are out there. 
The third point you spoke of, you said uh, supplier diversity departments at big corporations. I think I know what that means. What does supplier diversity mean? Well, supply diversity is is for you know corporations who want to do a portion of their spend. You know, they all have supply chains and they have to spend money with other companies in order to support their operation. So they want to diversify that spend. So minority companies, uh, veteran companies, woman-owned companies, you know, they want a certain percentage. Why? It's it's good karma in the universe for them. Sometimes they use that as a marketing tool. Sometimes that's just something they believe in. Um, so, you know, I've been in events where large corporations stood up like, oh, we would love to do more business with veterans. We just don't know how to find them. Well, that is that is what I'm trying to fix. It's oh, like, that's hey, great. Let, yeah. So uh, it occurs to me as I hear you saying that, Rick, that I would imagine there may well be some veteran-owned or at least veteran-founded companies that are further down the, the path who have grown and and would also like to uh, reach back and give somebody a hand and give send some business to veteran-owned smaller firms. A- absolutely. There is there is a preference. You know, veterans have a preference to, one, hire other veterans, and two, if they want to do business, do business with another veteran because they all speak the same language. They kind, you kind of understand what you're getting when you, you do business <laughs> with a veteran. Yeah. yeah. And I want to come back to that in a minute. But um, something, another thing, as you're talking about supplier diversity, isn't it true that government agencies, federal, state, and some municipalities, uh, are required to do a certain amount of their business, to have a set-aside uh, for veteran-owned and uh, service-disabled veteran-owned businesses? Uh, they do. And one of the, the requirements of that is the rule of two, it's a rule of two or a rule of three, I forget. But the bottom line is any contracting officer or PM who wants to do a set-aside has to find two or three service-disabled veteran-owned businesses that are qualified to do the work in order to set it aside because they have to make sure that there's at least a small element of competition uh, within, oh, that I set, see. With, mm-hmm. within that set-aside. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the rule of two or the rule of three, and if they can meet that requirement, then they can set it aside for service-disabled veteran-owned businesses. So I'm hoping that this is an additional tool for them as well. Mm-hmm. And so is this something where you would be able to reach out to those government agencies or they, it's a more of a they contact you or, or how has that worked in the past? Well, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we're, we've been around a little bit over a year, so we're still trying to make those relationships with government agencies and in the contracting officers and contracting shops. You know, that's really where we need to have a touch point. We're not trying to sell anything to them. We just want to say, mm-hmm. hey, we're a resource. We're a resource for you. And and so. Um, you know, yeah, so that's still ongoing, but, uh, you know, the government has that ongoing requirement and we, we hope to be a resource for them. I can see where that would be a great resource for them and a great benefit for them to know, uh, that you were available when they needed to fill those needs. And I also understand completely that they need to have some level of competition. They can't just hand a contract out to somebody for whatever reason, uh, they need to, you know, have some level of competition. Now, uh, did you want to speak to that? Well, I just was going to say that, you know, we have a common goal, which is to help, you know, the service-disabled veteran-owned businesses and veteran-owned businesses. So it, it's it's a good marriage. It, it makes sense for them to use this as a resource. Absolutely. Now, uh, between, uh, you know, business to business, business to consumer, business to government, I imagine uh, you guys have made an, uh, quite a number of connections, as you said, love connections uh, over the years. Can you share a couple of uh, quick success stories with us? Yeah, um, I've got actually three quick ones. Uh, One, 
Um, you know, one of our business resources, we've got a great partnership with First Data. They process 80, 80 plus percent of credit cards in the United States. And so I've, you know, got many veteran businesses have decided to switch over to our service. I have one business in particular that is going to do about three quarters of a million dollars in credit cards. That nice. means that, that means that this year, based on the savings that I was able to get him, I'm actually putting $15,000 back in his pocket. Wow, that's, that's real money. So that's one. Two, I had another guy who um, is actually in Maryland. Um, he has a CrossFit gym. He was, he was turning customers away because of his space and his equipment and stuff. And I, I link, link, linked him up with Street Chairs, another one of our partners. He got funded. He was able to buy the equipment. And because he had a, a good chunk of money, he was able to buy that equipment at a discount because he did a bulk buy and um, expand his, his um a gym, and now you know. Now he's on track to pay that loan. It was a loan, uh, pay mm-hmm. that loan back early, and he's just as happy as could be. What is uh, Street Shares? Now, Street Shares they have a eBay like platform where they put your loan up on this platform, and then accredited investors bid on funding a portion of that, and oh, then they wow. do it. They they do a consolidated loan to you as a business, uh, and um, they deal with that. They deal with the investors. You don't even have to worry about that. You just pay your your payment to Street Shares. And uh, so, when a bank won't talk to you, or but you've got a great idea and you've got a good story and you're a veteran, Street Shares is an option. That's um, just great. Yeah, uh, and and so you know those are those are two great examples. Um, and then I got one final one. You know, talk about love connections. Um, when I, I recently moved and I kind of did this whole road march across the country, I, I held an event in Nashville and I was able to link up uh, a local cleaning co- company in Nashville with a guy that was get, just getting ready to start up a business and was going to have this whole suite of offices. And he needed a cleaning company. And I was <laughs> able to get those two guys together. And he hadn't even started his company yet, but now he's got an inside track on some new business, um, you know, just simply with his involvement with Veterans List. That's great. I like how varied those three stories were because I got to figure that, you know, you could triangulate the middle of those three stories and then there's probably still another 40,000 stories all around there of all different types of businesses and connections and benefits uh, that you've been able to bring together. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, prior to last year's Semper Startup event, you wrote a blog post that uh, really caught my attention where you described five attributes uh, that veterans share that gives them a, a, a leg up, gives them a, an advantage in starting their own business. And uh, I was quite taken with that. You may recall that during my opening remarks, I, uh, I related that story and talked about how important these points were. Can you share just quickly why a veteran, what advantages they bring to the table over your average person off the street when it comes to trying to start a successful business? Yeah, it, I, I, you know, from a high level, it's like, one is mission focus. You know, they, they tend to be uh, like, what, what is the end goal? That's what they're going to focus on. You know, there's no drama. You know, let's, let's backwards plan from, our, you know, the end result we want and, and make that happen. Tied in with that is the work ethic. They are used to working hard. You know, when you get thrown down, down range in the, out in the field, I mean, you have no choice but to work hard because, you know, there's, there's a lot of things riding on <laughs> Your life literally depends <laughs> yeah. on Yeah. <it. laughs> Another item is leadership. You know, even the youngest soldier ends up being in charge of two soldiers. 
right? And mm-hmm. then, and as you grow in your your uh, career, you end up being in charge of more and more people. So you really learn leadership from the ground up, and that's something that really sets uh, the veteran aside from necessarily leadership. You talk to any given twenty five year old and compare the experience, leadership experiences of a veteran who served until age twenty five and a and a civilian and who served in and and likely that military guy has been in charge a lot more, a lot more people dealt with a lot more types of things. And that, and through that activity, you, you pick up so much, uh, you know, those, those key leadership traits. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's through experience. And then, and then there, you know, some other things out there too, you know, they're used to learning things quickly, uh, and, and they're used to being flexible. And that's mm-hmm. really key in being a small business owner because you know yeah. things change. Things change in a moment, um, and so you know th- those are a few things that, that, that I. Well, those are some to- pretty big things, and yeah. uh, you know, and it was the first three of those: the mission, focus, and and uh, work ethic and leadership were the three things that I remember uh, now that I uh, was so intrigued by. And uh, you know, a couple of things occurred to me. One is, it's just amazing to me that in the military. You can have a 23-year-old teaching a 20-year-old how to, you know, maintain a $5 million tank or something. And uh, it's just ingrained that, you know, we help each other out. We're one minute we're a student, one minute we're a teacher, one minute we're a leader, you know, one minute we're a follower. We got to go with the punches, you know, do understand the chain of command. There's just so many things that differentiate somebody who's served in the military from someone who has not. And speaking of that, you were a ranger, isn't that correct? I went to ranger school, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so now uh, you also are an attorney, isn't that correct? I am, yes. <laughs> That's quite a juxtaposition, or maybe it isn't. Maybe those two things are in direct alignment with each other. It's funny, there's a <laughs> Facebook group that is nothing but uh, ra- former ranger attorneys. And they're all well, over the country. Yeah, interesting. A, so there is an alignment there. Yes, and, and and so often they they throw work at each other. Hey, I need an attorney in this place for this type of work, and and someone will pipe up. Hey, I can. I'll talk to him. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's it's small it's small but uh, uh, distinguished, I guess. Now there are obvious advantages that a veteran brings to entrepreneurship, uh, but I would imagine also because of the uh, their uh, very structured experience that there may be some disadvantages that they face uh, coming into the world of starting their own business. What what sort of problems have you seen veterans encounter time and again as they enter the transition from active duty into entrepreneurship? Well, there's there's a there's a few, um, and and. Many of them are no different than you would seek on the, you know, see on the civilian side. You know, like one of the things is in the military, you, you don't go in the military necessarily for the pay. So you probably don't have a nest egg of, of $150,000 to throw into a new startup. That's uh, a good so, point. Mm-hmm. So, so money is, is like, I just don't have the money to start a new business. Or business I don't loans have, aren't included in the GI that's, bill. That's correct. And <laughs> at least not yet. <laughs> okay. And, and so, you know, you, Either you don't have the money to start it up or you don't have the runway to work something full time until you actually start getting money in the door. And so that's that, uh, you know, but that's no different than a civilian. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, with our recent wars and everybody understands about, um, you know, the 22 and, you know, people coming back and they're some of them, some of them have some challenges and and some of that that challenge one doesn't necessarily work. Um, and they don't seek out finding a job, so they'll try to start start their own business. And, and but the, 
those kind of challenges, um, you know, affect your entire life. And until you deal with those, you know, it's, it's hard to, to start your own deal or even, you know, find a good job. Sure. So, and, and there's lots of, lots of stuff out there to try to help them. But, uh, you know, sometimes the veterans have a tendency to suffer in, in silence. Right. I understand that. You know, a couple of things that I'd heard at the uh, Semper Startup event and from uh, veterinarians since then is that uh, they they are surprised and frustrated when people don't do what they said they were going to do in the, yeah. in the civilian world, or they don't respond to an email, uh, which you know was critical that somebody respond to immediately, uh, and the the whole communication flow sometimes can be a, a a mystery to them, and just that people just aren't on top of things as they are in the military. And I can imagine that's frustrating. But I, one thing I'm, I'm sure is that they do share with virtually every first time business owner, almost every business owner I've ever met is uh, a lack of facility with marketing that I, I could see where that might be particularly true with the business, excuse me, a veteran business owner who just as they would suffer in silence are not the type of person to stand up on a soapbox and blow a horn and say, hey, look at me, come buy my stuff. Yes, many, many skill sets translate very well. The one where it's just not really existent in the military is networking, business development, and marketing. You're absolutely correct. Is That's not something that... Um, a, a soldier gets exposure to. Mm-hmm. And so so that is an area where when they do start their own business, a lot of times they'll struggle in how to market themselves. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of information out there and, and it's hard to know what's what's right. You know, how am I going to get the word out? And, you know, am, how am I going to touch those clients that would be who want to do business with me? Well, I certainly have committed myself to trying to help everybody I can to uh, to become more comfortable, as I say, to demystify marketing and become friends with their inner salesman. So I'm happy to uh, share share my resources with your folks uh, anytime uh, at no charge. Um, on the way out here, can you share two or three or four tips uh, based, again, on your experience dealing with uh, veterans who have gone into business, certain, you know, success, critical success factors are just things to be on the lookout for as they start that journey. So the very first thing, and I say this a, a lot is one, you're not alone. You're not, you're, you're not out on there on an island by yourself. There are so many refor- resources for veterans and for new business owners that you just need to take advantage of those. You know, one, you know, I, here veterans list when a new business signs up on our list we promote them in social media and and just throw their name all over the place to help you know them get the word out um there's education out there that's free for veterans that helps them get the education in the areas that you know they need um but one of the key things about that is it's networking and you know when i say you're not alone Go to some of these education events like Patriot Bootcamp, like Semper Startup, like, uh, you know, there's so many of them in, and I can help you with, with identifying those programs. But network with the folks that go there. There are other veterans, there are other people that are interested in entrepreneurship. Um, and, you know, I, 
I've got a network of folks that I reach out to that reach out to me on a daily basis. And I've been able to help a ton of folks um, simply by networking with other veterans who are interested in starting their own business. But so I you're guess not alone. It, an important yeah. point about that, though, is you need to ask. You got to reach out. That's right. You have to ask. You're not alone. But if you're ch- getting with a challenge, you know, make that heard far and wide. Um, I talk to veterans who haven't done that. And you know, by the time that I'm talking to them, you know, the, the ship has probably sailed on their business because mm-hmm. they've made decisions without really, you know, you know, they didn't have that network to reach out to people to say, hey, this is what I'm looking at. Is this a good idea or should, are there other options? And, you know, you, you, you need to have that because guess what? Just like in the military, you're not going to know everything. And that's why you're surrounded with people that have different sets of experience. And you can, as long as you ask and make your challenge, uh, uh, make other people aware of your challenge, you're going to be able to get different sets of advice uh, that may help you a lot. And ultimately, you make the decision. But um, you're not alone, but you got to ask. Great. That's great advice. Well, if somebody listening wants to learn more about Veterans List, or uh, either doing business with veteran-owned businesses or they own a veteran-owned business and want to get it listed, what's uh, what's the best next step for them? So our website is veteranslist.us. That's .us. Okay. And so if you want to do business, you have a need, and you want to do business with a veteran, go to veteranslist.us, do a search, find that business, and, and hire them to uh, fill the needs. That, you know, that's not only helping that veteran-owned the veteran business owner, but they have a preference for hiring veterans. So you're likely helping other veterans as well. Um, you know, if you are a veteran and you own a business, please get listed on Veterans List. It's free to get listed and uh, we'll promote you and help you get found by the exact clients who want to do business with you. Veteranslist.us. And so, you can reach me through there, through my email. As my email is ryost at veteranslist.us um, or through the contact page. Uh, on our, our website, and I answer every single email. Oh, that's great. Well, and I will include links to everything that Rick's just described on the show notes page of this episode on RadioFreeEnterprise.com. Now, I just had a quick question. So if I were a, a veteran business owner and I wanted to list my business, can I uh, can I figure out how to do that just by going to the site, or do I need to contact you first? There's a, there's a button up on the right-hand corner that says List Your Business. And you you click on that, fill out the form. We are going to validate that you are in fact a veteran, and and you know part of that part of that process. And once you're validated, then your profile will go live. That's great. Well, Rick, I really appreciate you sharing all this information with us on Radio Free Enterprise today. Frank, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Rick Yost, and thank you for listening. Now, what we need to do is you need to go to the iTunes store and subscribe to the Radio Free Enterprise podcast. While you're there, maybe you'll leave me a little rating. Maybe you'll leave me a little review. I'm just saying. After that, come on back to RadioFreeEnterprise.com and register with the site so you can stay on top of all the exciting doings here at RFEHQ. If you promise to do that, I promise to remain your fearless host, Frank Falcon. Until next time, I'll see you on the radio. Success leaves clues. Radio Free Enterprise. Well, my pet is very messy and there's whiskers on